Advent themes are similar throughout the season, and in this, the second Sunday of Advent. We have turned now to the Gospel of Mark. We have began the, Advent begins the church season, and we have begun with, oh, you can go back to, we'll, we'll do the Isaiah text, but um, we have, we have uh, Advent begins the church season, and we are in the season that will turn to Mark and that makes for a very different sermon on John the Baptist this morning. Because John is a very different character in Mark than he is in the other two Gospels. Note that Mark has no real nativity story. There are no angels and shepherds in the fields and stars in the sky and wise men coming, Mary and Joseph... None of that. But there is the gospel. We start today with Isaiah, the 40th chapter in the first verse. Listen for this word from God. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the desert uh, in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All the people are grass, their constant sea is like a flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. 
get you up to a high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good tidings, lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. And he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. And then this is Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside And all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I saw a meme this week that I thought was fitting. It was a picture of the Grinch. And it said, 2020, stink, stank, stunk. And for some reason, when I saw that, what started rumbling around in my head was that title of the song, We Need a Little Christmas. You know that song? You remember that song? We need it. it was, it's jazzy, right? We need a little Christmas, right? And it's an upbeat, happy song. Haul out the holly. Fill up the stockings. Candles in the window, carols at the spinet. But do you remember why we need a little Christmas? For I've grown a little leaner, grown a little colder, 
grown a little sadder, grown a little older, and I need a little angel sitting on my shoulder, need a little Christmas now. For we need a little music, need a little laughter, need a little singing ringing through the rafter, and we need a little snappy, happy ever after. Need a little Christmas now. That is, I suppose, in a small way, what Advent is supposed to be to the church. A time to say to us, get ready. Christmas is coming. Jesus will return again, and Jesus can be born again in your hearts as we re-celebrate the coming of the Christ. And yet I have made no secret to you that I don't want to do this this year. I'm having great trouble finding hope and peace and joy and love in 2020. Jane is dead. Jeremy is gone. I will never see my dad again. Some of you are mad because I sent a letter saying the governor says we're supposed to wear masks, and some of you are mad because I'm not forcing enough of you to wear masks. Yeah, this is 2020. And we look around our world and see a mess. A mess. Somebody said to me this morning, I just want all this to be over. Don't we all? Don't we all? And I am left trying to figure out how to preach to you in a season that's about joy and hope and patience and waiting and anticipation and expectation. And I wonder, how does one do that in the culture in which we live? We live in a time... when humility is almost unknown, which makes confession nearly impossible. We live in a time where discipline is almost gone, which means waiting is also nearly gone from our possibilities. We are not a patient people, Anticipation will never be our forte. 
We tend not to be visionary, which means preparation will always be difficult. And we live with a certain disappointment, even in the midst of expectation. And guess what? This way of living is not unique to us or to our time. You know, the Gospel of Mark was written about 70 to 90 years after the birth of Jesus. And at the time it was happening, Jerusalem was in chaos. Occupied by the Romans, who were an oppressive foreign government. Some Jews wanted to rise up against the Romans and try to crush them like stones, knowing that they were the stronger, the better, the more prepared. And other more realistic Jews were the ones who wanted to keep their mouths shut, go along. Neighbor against neighbor, not knowing how to live in the chaos of the political and social and economic world around them. Living in what seems like hopelessness. is not unique to us. And enter John the baptizer in Mark's gospel. Here John is a very different character than the one that we might think of from Matthew and Luke's gospel. John here is not a ragtag, crazy, wild-eyed nut And believe me, he is in Luke and Matthew. John doesn't do his fire and brimstone condemnation like he does in the other Gospels. There is no judgment in Mark. There is no wrath to come. There is no axe at the root of all humankind. There is John the baptizer. calls people out into the desert. The desert, a place that the Jews know well, where their ancestors wandered for 40 years, where they understand that demons live. Where they know that chaos is. John is the one who cries out, repent. Find favor with God. And John is very clearly meant to remind us of important characters that we have known before. 
He is dressed like Elijah. He quotes Malachi and Isaiah. But what he quotes is not, Oh, you brood of vipers, beware, for hell is preparing its way for you. No. Look at what he says. The plea to God from Isaiah, Comfort, comfort ye my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term. Served her term in what? Well, served her term in exile, according to Isaiah, but served her term in chaos and darkness and hopelessness. Her penalty is paid. Beautiful people, when we think of John, we don't think of Mark's John. Mark's John is one who cries words of repentance to us as tender, kind, loving, comforting words. Words of hope and peace Be done with your anger, your resentment, your pain. Claim your opportunity to be free from sin and know God is with you. God has been with the people all along. The promises of God are true. The people have known that since in the beginning. And now Mark opens saying, in the beginning, the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is what God has been about all along. God is here. God still reigns. Salvation history still continues. And we have hope. In Jesus, our Christ. Thanks be to God.